It's not brain science, it's rocket surgery. This is Cool Cat Saves the Kids! The Incomparable, number 307, July 2016. Welcome back to The Incomparable's Rocket Surgery, where we watch a movie that is of uh, sort of dubious value and merit. and uh, That people didn't didn't like. Hmm. We go decade by decade, and we've chosen the decade we're in now, which means we're all culpable, I guess, in a sense, for being contemporaries of Cool Cat Saves the Kids, a direct-to-video educational uh, film, sort of, by a gentleman named Derek Savage. and it is uh, sure amazing. Is. It is amazing. I'm just going to say good, good movie right up front. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> it's a movie I sort of like. Wow, final judgments came quick tonight. Stupendously good, good. Uh, joining joining me to talk about this latest in our series of, uh, of, of uh, rocket surgery movies are the following. Steve Lutz, hello. Hey, everybody. It's me, Steve Lutz. And I've got a grandtastic story to tell you. <laughs> Excellent. Also, Monty Ashley. I'm a bully, and I don't like your sandcastle. <laughs> Here's Philip Michaels. Um, I don't have a clever line from the movie. I, I just would like to point out when I recommend um, things for old movie club and you people bitch at me for like making you watch Lion in Winter. Um, <laughs> I never made you watch Cool Cat. Sure, she, the shoe is on the other fit, uh, foot now. Yes, it is. Yep, and, yep. It, and it pinches. Mm-hmm. And and I'm the host of the show, and now I feel like I need to introduce my final guest. So that's what I'm about to do. But I have to describe it out loud. It's Brian Hamilton, who I'm going to about, about to introduce, but I haven't introduced him yet. But now I'm going to. Brian Hamilton, welcome. It's a podcast. I can take it to school and take everyone's lunch money. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fat time for you. Shut it, bonehead. So let's explain Cool Cat, can we? No. Um, no. no we'll try. <laughs> Is that what we're doing? No. Mission failed. There's a guy named Derek Savage. He has an interesting webpage where you can discover things like that he was uh, uh, he appeared in a, an issue of Play Girl at some point. Uh, he has a series of books, including uh, books featuring Cool Cat. He has some other merchandise as well that he's selling, but he decided to make uh, a, a, a feature-length film, if an hour and 15 minutes crosses the bar, uh, about about using his character Cool Cat, who has appeared in some illustrated books, I guess, that he, that he wrote. Um, and Cool Cat uh, Saves the Kids is the result. It was, uh, a trailer was released, uh, and I have no idea who sent me the trailer when it came out, but I have watched that trailer like 50 times, and it makes me cry with laughter. It is so Holy bizarre and badly edited and just amazing. And I thought to myself, I don't want to watch Cool Cat Saves the Kids, the full 75 minutes, because it's just, it cannot be as funny nor as incompetent as the trailer. And I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I couldn't have been more wrong. Oh, you were wrong. <laughs> it is spectacularly more of what was in the trailer. It is more of what was in the trailer. It is so incompetent. It actually goes around the... the, 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 yep. the it circumnavigates the globe and actually reaches an event horizon of competence. So that you... you, you, you this looks like a movie, but it, it something's off. Horribly off. This movie makes Tommy Wiseau look like Orson freaking Wells. <laughs> I was going to say it, it's so bad movies. You know, there are there are movies that are made by professionals and they go wrong. And then there are movies that are made by people who it 
you know, it's not true, but it appears like they've never seen a movie. And I, I recall them describing the, the, the Flophouse described Fateful Findings that way, which is an amazingly bizarre movie that I recommend you see if you would like to see pictures of people's feet. Um, and, and this, movie is, this <laughs> movie is like that. Let's clarify. <laughs> this is not porn. <laughs> it's not. No. The movie is based on the book Cool Cat Stops Bullying, which sounds to me like Cool Cat was bullying people and has decided to stop. He's reformed. <laughs> yeah. So it is an educational uh, film in the sense that there are some messages that they're trying to get across to teach kids. They do this by explaining the, a, a message, immediately acting it out, and then explaining that they just acted it out. And this happens many times. Or they'll explain a message, immediately do the exact opposite and then explain it again, which they do three separate times. That That is true. So it, it is a spectacular uh, a spectacular thing. I think many of these movies that, that wrap all the way around, as Phil said, come from, you know, there's just, it, it's a guy with a vision and he's going to make his movie and he doesn't maybe know anything about actual filmmaking, but he's going to figure it out to, to get his thing out there into the world. And so you see it with Tommy Wiseau and you see it with, uh, with uh, the guy from Fateful Findings, uh, Neil, Neil Breen. Chris Neil Breen's, Breen's uh, no relation. Chris Breen's brother. No, no relation. They're brothers. Are we absolutely sure? related? Yeah. We've never seen him in the same place at once. And it is true with uh, Derek Savage, who uh, is the visionary who brought us Cool Cat. So should we? Should we? Should I walk through the storyline, the deep, luxurious storyline of Cool well, Cat? Before we would do, I I want to point out two things. Okay, First opening all, statement. If, I'm going to call this you, your opening statement. Sure. Okay. Why not? If you are a child and you've been presented this movie as a film, an uh, educational film of some kind. Take everything that is said in this movie and do exactly the opposite because these messages are, oh, yeah. are wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll 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 get to that when we get there. But Cool Cat gives terrible advice. <laughs> Many of these things will get you beaten. Some might get you killed. Uh, it's a bad idea to follow any of Cool Cat's advice in any cool, way. Cool Cat is a terrible role model for anyone. Secondly, you should be aware that the film that we are reviewing, I guess I could say, uh, that we'll be going through tonight is actually the uh, the director's cut of a sort, the special <laughs> edition uh, that was recut by Derek Savage after the original was savaged by various YouTube... Savaged by Derek. I, I was going to say, was there studio interference? <laughs> like, yes. You've ruined my vision. Well, basically what happened is the first one got some notoriety because it was largely because of that wonderful, wonderful trailer, which is probably the best two and a half minutes ever put to any kind of a film medium, digital or otherwise. Um, and uh, and various YouTube reviewer types uh, laid into it. And mm-hmm. one in particular, you, your, your movie sucks, I think, um, pointed out many of the things that Cool Cat was doing and saying that are 180 degrees from what should actually be done and or, or said, and uh, several instances where Cool Cat did exactly the opposite of what he suggested mm-hmm. should be done mere moments before. And so I was surprised, having watched that before seeing this film, uh, when we watched this, that several of those things have have been fixed at this point. Yes, you can tell because Cool Cat's voice, which is initially throughout this. So let me explain. Cool Cat is basically a man in a suit. It, it is a mascot, essentially, acting throughout. And I believe his dialogue throughout the film is largely just a man shouting through his suit, picked up yeah. by a microphone. I believe his microphone is actually directly outside of his mask so that it, there are several occasions where he touches his chest and you hear an audible thump. 
They did not go. They did not go into the the sound studio and loop it afterwards. It was not. It, it is not dubbed in. No, because no. his mother is dubbed in, and it's very obvious. And the parts where they've realigned the dialogue to try and address issues brought up by reviewers uh, is also audibly different than the rest of the cool cat the cool cat dialogue but steve's steve's right uh i think you have to put that on the pile not only is this a movie that seems to have been made by a person who doesn't really understand how movies work in any any way but it also seems to be somebody who while well-meaning about wanting to educate kids seems to not understand lots of things that are important to teach kids and tells teaches them the wrong things to be minimally fair to Derek Savage, yes. this is three separate videos that have been crudely stitched together, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, explains some of the story problems. Some yes. of, but not all. <laughs> so there's two ways that you can look at this recutting to fix things. Um, the charitable thing <laughs> to think about this is that this is proof that uh, that Derek Savage really is he has his heart in the right place and he's genuinely trying to make a film that will teach kids to do the right thing in situations where they're being bullied or uh, run across a gun or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it was important to him that he, uh, you know, actually say things that are reasonable and accurate. Um, the other thing you can say is that this might be the single most incompetent thing that he's done because he's selling these things to people that want to watch this train wreck in its original train wreck form. And if he de-train wreckifies it, it, he's he's going to lose a lot of sales. I don't know that it's completely de-train wreckified. It's not. Oh, it's absolutely not. Oh, no. There's still plenty of train wreck to go around. So it's even it's even more pointless because it's still a mess. It's still you still wouldn't want to deliver it to kids as some sort of a, a reasonable path to follow for their lives. But he's also he's stripped out some of the things that made it so enjoyable to anybody else. I think, though, early on, you realize what kind of journey you're on just in the credit sequence, where it's Cool Cat dancing around playfully to the yes. credits. Some might uh, say erotically. Erotically, sure. Yeah, cool Cat himself has an associate producer credit on the movie. I thought <laughs> that, was, that was really good. I hope he gets points. Um, he makes a really bitchin' hang-loose gesture when uh, the Derek Savage producing writing credit shows up. It, uh, it, it It's charming. Um in a demented sort of way. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite part of the movie because then I had to watch the rest of the movie. Yeah, so as we go through this film, I'll be pointing out the the distinctions between the original Thank Cool you, Cat Steve. and Cool Cat 2.0. Wow, we've got a we've got a scholar on our hands. That's right. We've got, we've got the Peter Bogdanovich of uh, Cool Cat movies. So um, Cool Cat uh, begins with first off oh, during the credits. There's also uh, we or I guess right after the credits, we're we're uh, treated to a, a sort of a montage. Oh yes, explaining to us that uh, bullies are out there. And they are a problem. As we've discussed before, the best thing about any movie is the montage of spinning headlines. <laughs> and this movie does this twice. And first, it's a bunch of spinning headlines about uh, the epidemic of bullying plaguing the city. My favorite headline being from the uh, Catnip News Late Edition. They, they have a late edition. Mm-hmm. Well, cats stay up late. They're nocturnal. Well, there's a headline that's, are there any heroes with an exclamation point (laughs) rather than a question mark? Well, it seems that they have the cats have trouble with the grammar because their follow up edition reads kids loves cool cat. Kids loves cool cat. (laughs) They also they also really love exclamation marks because that headline has an exclamation. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. So clearly that is the catnip 
news. They're cats, man. They're cats. Calling cards. A lot of the the, the, uh, cool cat images on the fake headlines are that are spinning to us are illustrations that are from the covers or insides of the cool cat books that are also available to sell. So I recognize them. They're, it's good. You'll you'll see throughout that these images are reused. Yeah, time and it's quality time art. You can totally understand why they would want to make as much use of those as possible. I also enjoyed during the montage the um, shot of the girl who is screaming for help because she's being bullied, and she is standing right outside a restaurant called the Bully's Diner. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't want a victim blame here. I really don't. <laughs> but if you are going to go outside the Bully's Diner. There's a chance you're gonna get bullied. There's really no. You're kind of you're kind of treading on. I don't go outside the murderer cafe and expect not to be murdered. Yeah. So you don't uh, walk home through crime alley. What about the charming little girl afterwards who's just in a field crying for help as well? And uh, there's no diner around there. That drives home the point of bullying that they took her out to a cornfield and left her there. That's a girl in a cool cat loves you shirt that who just basically jumps and says cool cat because we that's someone's cool daughter. Now, when we say a cool cat loves you shirt, you mean the one cool cat loves you shirt that different people have to wear throughout the movie. There may be more than one. I don't know. Anyway, the mm. spinning headlines are updated to say not only kids loves cool cat, but cool cat is a hero. <laughs> cool cat saves the children and cool cat stops bullying. So all the bullying is done. Finally, Cool Cat has stopped his horrible reign of bu- <laughs> bullies. It is a time when the bullies are on the back backfield running <laughs> well, from Cool Cat. Yes, look, this is foreshadowing. It's not. It's this yeah. is a common technique used in filmmaking. It's not. It's based on Cool Cat stops bullying, and he stops the bullying before the movie even starts. I know. Well, it's that good. That's that's what we need. Okay, so finally, we are here at the <laughs> at the proper legitimate beginning of the movie, which I have written down as. A car pulls up in front of a house because it's meant to be a majestic dolly shot of a neighborhood, but it really is just a car slowing down in front of a driveway. A yep. cameraman, visible in several places, enters <laughs> a front door of a house and yes. moves through the house. You see the cameraman's shadow several times. And then we get a uh, cool cat who is talking to a sign that he has just apparently constructed, <laughs> although it appears to just literally be something that was printed out of a printer. Yeah. And he says the opening line that will stay with with you forever there you go sign i would like to say a thing about the sign okay although it appears to be the most important thing to cool cat they don't show it to us no you never see the sign not properly you can see it upside down it's cool cat for school president it's what yeah, they only made but, like five of them so you will see it again i believe on but a, over and on over he says Oh, that's good work. At some point, you would you would have a, a cut shot to the the the, the, to the perspective sign. of Cool Cat to see the sign that oh. is is so very important to him. Yeah, uh, that that to me is the one thing that keeps this opening shot from rivaling the um, the Steadicam <laughs> shot in Goodfellas when they're walking through the the Copacabana. Otherwise, very similar. Those what does scenes. it come close though? Yeah, boy. This edition of The Incomparable is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that has created a perfect mattress sold directly to consumers, eliminating those horrible commission-driven sales and inflated prices. It's an award-winning sleep surface. It was developed in-house at Casper, has a sleek design, and is delivered in this amazingly small, like how did they do that small, sized box. In addition to the mattress, by the way, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. They are on my bed right now, and they are 
glorious. Listen, mattresses can often cost over $1,500, but Casper mattresses cost $500 for Twin, all the way up to $950 for King, a shockingly fair price. They combine springy latex with supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. It's the most awarded mattress of the decade, and you can sleep on it. The in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper, and its breathable design helps sleep cool to regulate your temperature through the night in these hot summer months. That's very important. And buying a Casper is risk-free. Casper offers free delivery and free returns with a 100-night home trial. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you. But uh, you're going to like it because I like mine, and I think you will be like me and enjoy the good feeling of a Casper mattress. So get $50 toward any mattress purchased by visiting casper.com slash Snell and using offer code Snell. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you, Casper, for sponsoring The Incomparable. Cool Cat also in, in this point is um, uses his, his smartphone, um, including a great shot of him taking his giant mascot finger and placing it down on the home button to unlock it, apparently. And, and, and this will be a recurring theme throughout. <laughs> this is a film that really doesn't care that mascot hands can't manipulate objects Ugh. and just makes the guy in the cool cat suit keep on trying to open doors and pick up pens and use and phones controls. and hang hang up phones and it never and get in cars, get in cars. <laughs> yeah. <very> and never <laughs> goes thing. well never goes well but you this know is whatever happened starts. to willing suspension of disbelief jason whatever happened to letting the the director take you on a on a journey I think when the director literally asks in the movie if the guy in the suit needs help getting into the car and they leave that in, <laughs> that's where it ends. So Cool Cat's making signs. His friend, Mr. Derek, who is the writer and director and creator of Cool Cat. Uh, Mr. Derek. Mr. Derek, who we were still at this point in the movie unclear what their relationship is, though it becomes yeah. clear later. Yeah, I, I for I turned to my wife as we were watching this, and I said, "Cool cat lives with a dude." Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought he's his cat. He's it makes perfect sense. He's his cat. He's a he's a big anthropomorph, but he's just a pet cat. But that's not true. Nope. That's only slightly less terrifying than the actual fact of the thing. Yeah. So cool cat, uh, cool cat's friend Maria comes over, and they're going to go outside and make more signs because he's running for school president. And Maria has a very clever name to the place that they're going to go to outside. It is the cool cat for president office. That's what she yep. likes to call it. Yes. Maria announces that she has laid out a blanket and some more sign making supplies on the lawn, mm -hmm. which is really odd because moments ago we saw her skipping down the street, empty handed from the opposite <laughs> direction. Yeah. Well, she had so to did go she back do this home. overnight? Oh, she, is that what it was? I think she, she had to go home to call him and then had to go home yeah. and like put the scissors or whatever away or the, the extra materials that she didn't right. need and then came back to get cool cat and bring him out. She had to go call him because previously she tried to ring the doorbell and daddy Derek wasn't there to get it for him. <laughs> right. There is, by the way, a great deal of skip in this movie when <laughs> cool cat goes anywhere he's skipping or doing this weird running in place thing clearly this forward. movie was underwritten by the american skipping society yeah. to promote skipping yeah cool cat has two moves he has the skipping move and he has the running in place while moving his hands forward in some strange blender like configuration yeah. those are his moves that he that well cool he also cat. has the walking very gingerly up and down the stairs with <laughs> his head pointed straight down so we can see out the hole in the mask <laughs> yeah. move which i never get to Tired of watching. Yeah, it's as if he's a guy in a mascot head. Yeah. And then we get to see his entire time going up the stairs, which is it just takes like a amazing. Minute. It is amazing. To yeah. go up two flights of stairs. Also amazing is Cool Cat's wardrobe, which consists entirely of shirts that either say Cool Cat or Cool Cat loves you. Mm -hmm. it, it, 
it is it is literally like Cool Cat cannot wear anything not affiliated with the Cool Cat brand. Yeah, I was trying to imagine the kind of response I would get if I printed up some hats with just my head and the word Steve Lutz loves you on them. <laughs> oh, I have a feeling it would not be good. I would be happy that you love me. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like good news. I would be concerned that you loved everyone that saw that hat, Steve. I would be very concerned. I have a sense that maybe I would be bullied. Mm. So I'm a little concerned about that. It's well, possible. but boy, do I have the movie for you. I guess I'm kind of victim blaming here again, but it seems like he's asking for it is what I'm saying. I, I don't think there are any sign making supplies out on the blanket either. I think there's just like there's signs around and then they sit down. Well, the task of making signs seems to largely involve Cool Cat rubbing his mascot hand across the front of it. Yes. Because there are no sign making supplies at the, no. the kitchen island there either. No, well, that's the problem with not having opposable thumbs, I think. Probably <laughs> so. I also one of my notes at this point is just the inner life of a mascot. That's what we're really getting here. It's like, what's he like <laughs> at home? What does he think about? What does he worry about? What does he do with his time? Now we know. And there are a lot of weird jump cuts in here, too, where like there there are some th this movie is not competently edited, but there there are a few places that are spectacularly incompetent in their editing and this the, this little segment has a has a few weird jump cuts but it doesn't matter because our our antagonist of the film appears at this point across the street watching them butch the bully butch the bully it's a family name yeah again this is kind of nominative determinism going on here mm -hmm. that when you when your last name is the bully it seems like that's what you're going to grow up to do i don't want to pick on butch the bully <laughs> he's just a kid well, he's a bully it's not he's his, it's not his fault he got cast in this movie it's the fault of the quote-unquote casting director mm -hmm. with the comma CSA after his name, which theoretically makes him a member of some sort of professional casting society. Yeah. But Butch the Bully strikes me as the kind of kid who would be so quickly bullied by every other child on the street, including the weird mascot man. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you on this because I think Butch the Bully may be the best character in this movie. He's wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, I, and yes, and I'm obviously he has, turned to, he has turned to bullying because when you're a doughy albino <laughs> with a speech impediment. <laughs> uh, you got to be the hunter or the hunted. Yeah, am I right? Yeah. All right. Well, it's out there. That was you what gotta, I was trying to avoid saying, got, but it's out there use, now. You've got to use weapons, and his weapons are his wits and his cruel laugh. Yes. It just strikes me as odd to, to give the most lines in your movie to somebody who cannot speak. What I really want to see is the wide sargasso sea of um, Cool Cat Saves the Kids, which is um, the movie told from Butch's perspective. Yes. Because ah. we, we really do, we get it. Oh, sure. He's the villain in Cool Cat's telling of the story. But I think if we saw this movie through Butch's shoes, we, we'd get a different picture. Interesting. I think yeah. I think Butch is my not only my favorite character in the movie, but I, I actually think that, that this kid is the best actor in the movie well that goes without saying whoa, 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 whoa. i'm not, I'm not saying he's movie, i'm not saying he's great or even good or even not bad but and he does yeah, he have a high bar there. i mean he's not directed very well he rushes all of his lines he has a he has a speech impediment it makes him hard to understand his accent changes in a few scenes but i love his maniacal laugh which he's asked to do repeatedly um <laughs> yes. I think he's really great at, at being doing it because that's hard like kid you got to say your terrible dialogue and then cackle maniacally, and he does a good job. And he job. gets to say things like, I love being a bully. It's great that he's found something he loves. <laughs> well, he's found the perfect victims, because Cool Cat and Maria are so easily bullied. Are. Oh, man, are they... <laughs> They, they are a little bit thick, aren't they? They are really kind of dumb. So so here's here's how we, we meet Butch. He he says, oh, look, there's Cool Cat and Maria. I'm going to punk them. <laughs> yeah. Which is our first indication that Derek Savage has no idea what the term punk yeah. means. He says, mm. Maria is pretty, so I'll text her she's ugly. 
he says. Um, And then, uh, and so he sends her a text. You're ugly and your hair looks like rat hair. Yes, but but before they see that, we get the first important lesson from Cool Cat, which goes, (laughs) almost verbatim, it's not good to open texts from a stranger, but I'm here. So do it. Do it now. So see what it says. You could have won a contest. All right, this is a change line. I need to step in here and point out that, yes, this is the one line in the film where mysteriously Cool Cat's voice doesn't sound like it's coming from inside a mask. And that's because originally Cool Cat said, there's only one way to find out, so see what it says. Well, somebody pointed out that it's not a good idea to open text from a stranger, so now that's what Cool Cat says in a slightly different voice. But yes, previously... Even that terrible message was was worse. <laughs> but he's there, so it's okay. And this is one of the points that I wanted to make about who Cool Cat is. I'm very confused about <laughs> Cool Cat's identity because he is running for school president, so he's apparently a student in the school with these <laughs> kids. And yet at the same time, at several points, it seems like he's more advanced than the kids, including here, where he is a he's a figure who says it's okay for her to see what the text is from the missing person. I don't really understand where his what his place in the world is. Maybe the age of adulthood is lower for cats. I don't know. Well, he loves her, as he loves all kids, yes. and so he figures that you know he can help her along through whatever trauma is yet to come. But he's, is he not a kid himself if he's going to school? Well, he's, he's a kid who can drive a convertible. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, generally a, the typical cat kid. Yeah. Anyway, this is one of the first times I've, ac- I've actually had a moment where I've said, hey, they dubbed in that mascot's voice in a questioning tone, because usually that would be what they did, but not here. So you're ugly, and your, hell, your hair looks like rat hair. And she goes, <gasps> and Butch goes, ha, 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 it worked. I love being a bully. So I'm going yeah. to text her again. From 20 feet away, by yes. the way. He's yeah. in view. Talking to some sort of documentary crew, it looks like. He's looking just off the camera, talking to nobody. Yeah. I imagine this movie is just a documentary about Butch the Bully with Cool Cat as an incidental oh, character. Can you imagine? I would love to that see that. I want the Butch the Bully documentary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Butch sends out his second, second text, text. And here we get our second change. In the special edition. Uh, So, again, the text arrives, and instead of saying, you know what, it was a bad idea to open that, we were right the first time, uh, Cool Cat's response is, maybe they feel bad and want to apologize. Yeah, Yeah, maybe they do. Well, in the original version, before that happens, and you can see the very big blank spot in the film before he says, maybe they feel bad, he has this big emphatic, sure! (laughs) So he's really like... Do it, man. Open it up. We learned nothing. We should read the comments on that online story. The effect of this also (laughs) I like because the effect of this is this inner life of a mascot that I was talking about because because of that pause – what ends up happening is it's like Cool Cat is going to another place where he's like having visions of 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 who knows what because he this is how it comes out in the final dub. It's you know maybe they feel bad. <laughs> And I'm like, what is it? That's like a thousand yard stare from Cool Cat. Like, what do I even do here? And he's like, yeah, maybe they feel bad. I don't know. And it's not like his lips are moving. It's real easy to dub in anything you want. And they did. He dubbed in silence. <laughs> thousand yard stare. This is so. This has got um, some amazing things too because they 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 see this and you know it's a it's a it's another bullying text. But right right in here, Cool Cat does one of these things that he does occasionally, which I find just totally bizarre. Which is he he suddenly begins addressing the camera, I guess, or us as the audience, yeah. and telling us about himself. So all of a sudden, he's in this scene with Maria. They're being bullied. I can accept that we're in a scene in a movie, and he suddenly declares, "I'm Cool Cat, and I love." 
all kids. Just like, okay, that's good. And then he reassures Maria in a chilling scene. He he reassures her, you're very, very pretty. <sighs> His election signs, by the way, read, cool cat is the cat. And vote now, cool cat. <laughs> that's mean, in case wrong. kids are like, who are I voting for? Oh, the cat, right. That Which six one? foot monster. <laughs> yep, I know. This week's edition of The Incomparable is brought to you by Like Splash. That's Like Splash. One word, Like Splash. It is your one-stop app for a whole bunch of different interests, movies, restaurants, songs, books, podcasts, apps, and more. They're all rolled together in one beautiful app. So instead of having a whole bunch of different apps that you're tapping from one to another and swiping and finding in folders, if you're into movies, restaurants, books, songs, you might end up with a whole collection of apps in order to explore your interests. Like Splash solves this problem by instantly linking you to all of your favorite apps and services. They're all set up for you. You don't have to open all those different apps and it gets better. With a few taps, you can also explore collections of favorite movies, songs, books, and apps. Collections created by your friends or other users who share your interests. Like Splash also offers another interesting feature. Remember how you just forget all about a TV show or a movie your friend recommended or maybe it's an awesome new restaurant that just opened up? It can happen a lot. Like Splash lets you bookmark those movies, songs, books, and apps, anything you fancy. It's organized into categories and once again instantly connected to your favorite app and services. It's like a very super version of bookmarking. So check it out. Life Splash is on the App Store. You can click the link in the show notes or go to bit.ly, B-I-T L-Y slash get like splash. That's B-I-T L-Y slash G-E-T-L-I-K-E-S-P-L-A-S-H. Thank you, Like Splash, one app for all your interests for sponsoring The Incomparable. Butch turns his bullying to Cool Cat and sends him, uh, he calls him and says, why do they call you Cool Cat? They should call you Dumb Cat. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty sweet. Which cool say. Cat replies, who is this? Which I like. <laughs> I can't, Butch is not like disguising his voice. No. He's, he's talking like Madeline Kahn in Blazing yeah. Saddles. He is, it's very easy to identify Butch's voice if you know Butch by sight, which they do. Because he's across the so, street. <laughs> Yeah, also, he's across the street going, you should call yourself Thumbcat. Also, Maria, in a moment, will say he's always bullying someone (laughs) and he has no friends. So maybe that's who's bullying you. In retrospect, it was probably a bad idea to give him all of our contact information. (laughs) So they see him across the street. And he and he immediately runs away and begins monologuing. What is wrong, Butch? What is wrong with you? (laughs) Well, he thinks schools are for dummies. Yeah. Then once, as soon as he's out of the way, he starts saying "dagnabbit." <laughs> That's Derek Savage's his deep understanding of street patois, which he busts out repeatedly. Yeah. And sometimes it's 1920s. Sometimes it's like uh, something out of Boys in the Hood. <laughs> and sometimes it's it's having a little boy say, "Well, la di da da." So explain to me his next two plans, because it looks to me like he finds a box and says, "Great, I'll bully with whatever's in this box." Mm-hmm. Takes out. A can of spray paint, decides to do some very low-budget vandalism by drawing one line across one of Cool Cat's campaign signs. But the paint blows in his face, and he says, stupid wind, dumb wind, blew paint in my face. Not not since the storm scene in King Lear has someone so eloquently cursed the elements. Because not even the simplest action in this film can go unannounced by whoever is performing it. So he goes back to the box and gets another can of spray paint. That can of paint is clearly exhausted through its one slight 
little spray that it got and into his face. <laughs> so he goes back to the box of mischief and there's another can of, of spray paint. And now he's delighted because he's got a brand new plan now that he has a can of spray paint. <laughs> Which he already Exactly has. what he had two seconds yep. ago. You got it. You figured it out. What's the question? Well, it's the new wind-resistant brand. Oh, uh, my question is, how come, how come Maria said he has no friends when clearly he has two pals who are not really that interested in being his sidekicks? But he kind of bullies them. They're not his friends. They, he kind of forces them kind of. forces them into... So he, the, those are the boneheads, and we'll get to them in a minute, but I want to... Well, no, no. One of them is named Jamie, and the other one is apparently named You Boneheads. Yes. Because he refers <laughs> yes. to the two kids yeah. as Jamie, Jamie and You Boneheads. And you boneheads. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. I, I took it as a collective bonehead. It's a family name. It's like, it's like a band, Jamie and the Boneheads. Jamie is in the Boneheads, but also is one. It's, it's Jamie. also Jamie. Sure. Yeah. Jamie and the Boneheads is my new cover band. So I want to point out, cool though, that, songs? that I have some questions yes. about Maria's family life. Because <laughs> at, when they see the wind blow paint in Butch's face, yeah, she yeah. says, my daddy calls that payback. And my daddy says, what goes around comes around. To which I, I asked, is Charles Bronson your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there is a real um, revenge fantasy aspect to uh, Cool Cat Saves the yeah. Kids that is kind of uncomfortable yeah. for, a, for an educational PSA kind of movie. But Cool Cat is always the optimist. They declare, we'll turn lemons into lemonade. I love lemonade. It's so good. There will be a callback to that later. Oh, there w- oh yes, there will, Steve. <laughs> yes, yes, there will. Anyway, in, 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 per- uh, in perhaps the most clever bit of dialogue in the movie, which they is so clever that they use it twice, uh, Butch recruits the boneheads into this uh, into their gang, the bad boys. He's declared it, and they'll paint a B yeah. for the bad boys. And they and the and the uh, the jerks who are the boneheads who are in this new gang startup gang with him. Just one of one them. of them says, "I contend that just the one kid is the boneheads." I bet the B stands for Butch and not bad boys. Um, to which Butch, Butch has the clever rejoinder, "No, it don't." So shut up. So shut up. Shut up. You bonehead. But that kid is smart. That kid's figured it out. He knows this is all just for the ego trip of Butch the bully, and they're not. They're just cogs in the wheels. I think they really should have workshopped that bad boy's name a bit more. And, you know, maybe gotten a whiteboard, come up with some other ideas. Yeah, like one word, bad boys. Yeah, it should be two B's that they should be tagging things with. Which could also still be Butch the Bully, so there's no particular yeah, true. You know, reason why they couldn't have started well, sure. with that. So um, sure. th- this moves into our next our next key por- plot point, which is that uh, uh, another girl named Madison, who later is referred to essentially without a name as a baby, but I think that has to do with the fact that these are <laughs> multiple videos stitched together. Madison appears, and she d- she reveals that there is shocking vandalism happening in sandboxes throughout the neighborhood, which makes Cool Cat very upset. Uh, and and as a result, not be able to say any words that make any sense at all. He he seems incoherent for a for a period of time. <laughs> the rest of the movie. Not only are sandboxes being graffitied upon, making all of the kids cry, but most horrifyingly, a toy shovel was stolen from one yes. of them, so that they cannot build sandcastles. Indeed, and that's at that point that Cool Cat takes a really bold stand where he says, "It's so wrong to steal. Yep. <laughs> it's not cool to paint on someone's wall." Cool Cat really is. Back off, Cool Mm. Cat. Let's not go crazy with these radical positions. This is where we get almost immediately the B stands for Butch joke comes back. Almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Yes. Actually, the second kid says it too. Both Jamie and you boneheads make the same point. Wait, I do have a question at this point, though. So so Butch Butch is just about to graffiti this wall. Yes. 
And we hear that at the same time that, that sandboxes around the county or the town or whatever are being graffitied upon. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is, is Butch just a symptom of a sick society where sandboxes get graffitied on? Or is he responsible for every bit of crime in the entire county? He's the mastermind. I think, I think so. That, well, if, you, if you're in a neighborhood where people leave boxes of mischief just mm-hmm. laying around outside of their fences, I guess they're kind of all asking for well, it. Well, not just boxes of mischief, also guns. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> Well, those aren't in boxes. Really, though. we are all butch. You could you could argue that the box of mischief is in fact the true villain here, and that any child uh, who comes in contact with it becomes the bully. Oh, you think it's entrapment? I like to think it's a kind of Pandora's box that really warps whoever mm. finds it into uh, manipulating the people around them into doing whatever it is they want with whatever kind of graffiti they can come up with. And if it's that, if it's B, then you got the boneheads, and whoop de doo, you uh, alienate all your friends. There you go. That's how it works. Apparently Smart in the chat room makes a very good point, which is that Cool Cat's aversion to graffitied sandboxes is probably because nobody wants to be reading graffiti when they're in the bathroom. <laughs> That's it. That's how it works. Uh, but Cool Cat stops them. And you know how Cool Cat stops them? He shouts, stop, stop! in the name of anti-graffiti before you break my heart. In the name of anti-graffiti. I don't know who anti-graffiti is uh, and who who her husband, Uncle Graffiti, is. <laughs> Uncle Gun Control. Um, but uh, th- that's all that is required because uh, Butch the Bully, Jamie, and you boneheads uh, flee. Uh, or Butch, Butch flees and, and leaves uh, Jamie and or you boneheads holding the can. Um, but, but just Cool Cat's declaration is enough for Madison to say, Cool Cat's so brave. He really is. Mm-hmm. No, he, he, he's laying it all out in the line there. Everyone's thinking it. Someone's got to say it. This episode of The Incomparable brought to you by Harry's. Harry's great shaving stuff. Stop compromising on your shave. Get started with Harry's. For too long, you have probably paid too much for a comfortable shave or you settled for a low-priced, low-quality razor. Harry's has got a great shave at a fair price. They make their own razors. They cut out the middleman. They ship them directly to you at half the price of the leading brand. It's pretty simple. You need to get a good shave and a good price with Harry's. I use Harry's razors every time I shave. It's every other day, unless I'm doing something fancy, um, because that's I work at home now. I can do that. But I used to shave with them every day. Great shave. I love the multi-blade uh, uh, razor. I love the handle. Uh, I've got the orange handle right now, which is pretty great. I've got a little stand. And their shaving lotion makes me happy, too. I like the faint, faint smell. It doesn't linger. It's very good. So what can I do to get you in a Harry's razor? Well, not in, like get it on your face. How do I do that? Harry's starter set. It's called the Truman. It's a great option for new customers. It's an amazing deal. $15. You get a razor handle, you get moisturizing shave cream, and you get three of the fantastic five-blade German-engineered razors, plus a special offer for you because you're listening to The Incomparable. $5 off your first purchase. You use promo code SNELL, my name. Go to harrys.com. Look for the Truman set. H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter code SNELL at checkout. You'll get $5 off and help support The Incomparable. Stop compromising. Give Harry's a try today. Thanks, Harry's. So there's a long lecture here where Cool Cat uh, talks to the kids about how terrible what they're about to, or they were about to do is. Yeah. And this is, I think, the cruelest cut of all in the special edition, because in the original version of the, of the film, at this point as he's talking, uh, you can see across the street some random guy walks out of his house – realizes that something is being filmed <laughs> and then slowly takes several steps back into his house out of the shot. 
But in this version, that doesn't happen, which shocks me because it suggests that they shot this in more than one take. Yes, this may be the only place where that second take was was made because it's definitely a different take. The, The vocalizing is different and everything. It is the same lines, so it's not like they just cut it out. So, uh... I feel like maybe what happened there is they realized that guy was there, they took the second shot, and then Derek forgot to put it in. Something that happens in, all, in this movie repeatedly is uh, Cool Cat dispenses his, uh, his uh, special wisdom, Yeah, and the people who are misbehaving immediately agree with everything he's just said, turn around 180 degrees, and are on board for all time after that. Or so they say. When someone says to you, with friends like that, you better not have any enemies. Yes. You, you, get, you get on board. What does that even mean? With that kind of watertight logic. Classic line, with friends like that, you better not have any enemies. It's kind of a tragic tale, as it turns out, because the kids are only tagging because nobody loves and them. And nobody, yeah. nobody cares for us, one of them says. <laughs> That's what they say, but really they were just standing there and Butch said, let's go tag stuff. They're like, yes, mere moments dumb, earlier, okay. Butch pressured them into it. We saw it happen. But now they've they've uh, they're they're through re- in retrospect they realize nobody loves them. But that's not true. Cool Cat loves them, which leads to some amazing dialogue that I wrote down that I want to share with everybody right now. Yes, go for it. True integrity means you do the right thing when no one is looking. In other words, be cool when no one's around. To which the kids reply, "Yeah, let's have some integrity. <laughs> I'm down with that, man. That's groovy." Yeah. <laughs> That's a saying you can take to the streets. Yes. Well, no, the whole line is, and I wrote this down too, because it's almost as good as with friends like that, you better not have any enemies. You have the kid's power. You can be anything you want to be. You've got to work hard and make it happen. And that's a saying you can take to the streets. Yeah! He says directly at, at the, the camera, camera in yet another yeah. fourth wall breaking moment. Listeners, if that doesn't sound very convincing, you have to imagine it being said by a guy in a cat <laughs> outfit, waving his hands spasmodically with every Sold. word. So amazing. I would follow that cat to the gates of hell. Uh, I think we did. Because <laughs> that's where he's taking yeah. you. I, I think Maria's follow-up line to that is might be my favorite in the scene, and that's where she points out, I bet those kids have never been shown so much love before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Disturbing. And wonderful and equal. I mean, his mama whoops boneheads, so... That would be our first uncomfortable moment of the night, I think. Oh, your first? Really? I don't know. This is like eight or nine for me. But it gets far, far worse. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, Okay, so Cool Cat's home life. We go back inside, and and Derek says, Mama Cat made something tasty for you guys today. And this is when I start to ask myself, wait a second, is Derek married to Mama Cat? Are they perhaps, like, uh, is he, like... Cool Cat's stepfather is, and, and he's married to uh, to 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 uh, Cool Cat's mother. I was telling myself for a long time through the movie that Derek was he just married into the Cat family yep. because <laughs> Cool Cat keeps calling him Daddy Derek, which is gross. Remember, Derek wrote this movie. Yes, but Daddy Derek could be something you call your stepfather who married your cat uh-huh. mother. Sure, absolutely. There is a scene later on that I think ruins that. Yes, it, oh, it <laughs> does. Mm-hmm. Have to assume mm-hmm. that in fact, Daddy Derek and Mama Cat made spawned this help. Created, <laughs> oh yeah, created no. Cool Cat. In fact, yes. No, well, let's 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 cut right to the chase here. All right, Mama Cat is another person in a cat suit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not, not even that, Phil. <laughs> with j- big, no, no, giant it's lips. a person in the same <laughs> cat, cat suit. Is, yeah. is a person in the same cat suit, but with a dress. And uh, and a and and like a little eyelashes, lip, eyelashes and like a lip prosthetic yeah. to make it, it, uh-huh. it seem sort of different from Cool Cat. But when they appear in the scene together, it is a very uh, 
questionably composited split screen effect. Honestly, the split screen is pretty good. Like, that's where they put most of their post-production effort was creating the illusion of having two cat suits. And by pretty good, he means it's awful if you take more than a half a second to look for it. <laughs> I couldn't see the seam right away in that one uh, scene at the table. Yeah. So what we learned is it is easier to do a locked off split screen video shot than it is to buy a second cat suit. Yes, yeah. apparently so. To focus a little more on this mama and daddy business. They are referred to, he's referred to differently at several points throughout the film. And I don't know whether that's because this is three things split up and they had different ideas for what he was in those three different videos. But he's called Daddy Derek several times. He's called Mr. Derek. In, in this scene, they referred to, at one point to Mr. and Mrs. Cat. Yes, that's in which there Which suggests too. that Derek is Derek Cat. Yes, yeah. which is interesting. Either he took her name, which is surprisingly progressive for Derek. It's very Savage, progressive. Or he was already named Derek Cat, which would be a crazy coincidence. He was a man named Cat who then married a cat. <laughs> a cat. Mm-hmm. I don't who, wish to point out continuity coming? flaws, but he is called Derek Savage later on by Mr. Eric Estrada. Yes. And well, in that, yeah, but in that scene, he's also referred to as the creator of Cool Cat, which is a very weird way well, to talk about being a parent. No, just as my father is the creator of me. Yeah. <laughs> Does he get an executive producer credit? And then he laid his seed within my mother, and I well, sang okay. out. My but you'll notice this that although Cool podcast. Cat gets a credit for playing Cool Cat, Mrs. Cat does not get a credit in the creation of Cool Cat. Cool so Cat explains <laughs> where the babies come Test from. Test tube cat? I think we need to lail on the line here. This man had conjugal relationships with It's a very cat. clear. An anthropomorphic cool cat. cat. It, is, it is very clear. He has no idea what's in there. It could actually be a cat in a cat suit. You never know. <laughs> and I think this explains why Cool Cat is unholy and wrong. <laughs> well, I believe that Derek Savage met a woman who, uh, you know, they hit it off and after six months or so, uh, she revealed that she liked to wear mascot suits in oh. most of her spare time when they're not on dates. So what I'm wondering Wondering is if when they got married, presumably, and uh, had Cool Cat as a baby, presumably, they just kept buying the human child they made progressively <laughs> larger cat mascot suits to wear throughout his life. And that's oh, just part hmm. of his identity. Oh, my God. You think they groomed sense. him to be like them? He doesn't know that's not his real skin? No, it's, it's either that or after, like, month eight of their relationship, she introduced this other guy who's also into cat suits but has daddy issues as well. You have to keep wearing the suit. It makes it better for me. <laughs> so I, that's a much darker thing than I was going to suggest, which is just literally it turns out that if a man and a woman wearing a cat suit love each other very much, they may magically produce a cat baby a fully grown man also wearing a cat suit (laughs) can i get cool cats uh, restaurant review out of the way by the way all the eating scenes feature people sitting with half-eaten sandwiches to indicate that they have eaten some lunch although we never see them eat the half-eaten sandwiches and they may be indeed the same half-eaten sandwiches in all the scenes but i i did want to point out cool cat's restaurant review when asked how he enjoys his lunch cool cat's response is not something i think any human would ever say which is my belly feels great <laughs> Well, he's not a human. I don't see what no. the problem is with that. I just, Cats are into their bellies. I just found that bizarre. Well, as it turns out, this is a perfect segue into what I was oh, going good. to say, which is that at several points throughout this film, Cool Cat scratches his own belly and makes <laughs> oh, his leg shake. Cats yeah. don't work like that. There's this... One of the That's scenes dogs. where it's dogs. he and Maria run back to the picnic blanket, which is still out on the lawn like three days later, he throws down on it, starts scratching his belly and kicking his leg, and 
it looks disturbing. <laughs> it really does. <sighs> but yeah, it's, that's a dog thing. That's not a cat thing. And, and my feeling is if you're going to make a movie that runs an hour <laughs> and 15 minutes long about a cat, it seems like you should have actually experienced a cat at some point in your life. We're told there's an appointment. They're having an appointment to Hollywood, which doesn't really make any sense. Um, right. And, but Cool Cat is that's going to happen tomorrow. So Cool Cat needs to go to bed. So Cool Cat uh, surfs the web a little bit. <laughs> Look at me. I'm surfing the he web. He sings a little yeah, song. He has a song for, for surfing the I'm web. I'm surfing the web. I'm surfing the web, which is not one of the songs that's listed as like one of the official songs. No. It's just a little bonus. Cool Cat's bedroom, we see. It's got lots of printouts of Cool Cat. Uh, taped over pictures that have been hung on the wall to cover them up. Yeah, it's an interesting decorating choice to frame and hang a portrait and then tape printed out pictures of yourself over the top. <laughs> it seems like a lot of extra work. This is something I've been wanting to talk about uh, this whole time, which leads me into the fact that this is Derek Savage's own project that he's funding and he's producing. He's doing everything with his project, and one can only imagine this is his house that he's filming in. So why wouldn't he go the extra three or four steps to actually take down the things that he's going to be using in the film and then put up actual cool cat things? It's his own house. He can That's do whatever he wants. That's why I think wants. it's not his house, because yeah. he doesn't want to yeah. upset things. So he, he puts ta- cool cat things over... The pictures. He puts the, the the towels over the headboard of the bed, right? Chairman Mao did not have that many pictures of himself hanging no, around places <laughs> the way that Cool Cat well, does. Cool Cat teaches us interesting things. He gets he gets a, a message that uh, that is uh, makes him angry, and he and he wants to re- from John Doe from, from John, John Doe, Doe right? Uh, that yeah. quote, uh, by the way, is Wow! I got email from a John Doe. Maybe he wants to be friends. Yep. Yeah, Probably. Maybe Just open does. any email you get, kids. Kevin Spacey, I've always wanted to be friends with you. This Twitter egg might have valuable things to say to me. Make money fast. But, but he has an important <laughs> lesson to teach us, which is what I write could stay on the internet for a long, long time. Boy, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, Cool Cat goes to sleep very rapidly after this and has a dream sequence. This is the first of several sequences where we see Cool Cat go to sleep. Yes. And wake up. This is the only one w- with a dream sequence. And how do we know he went to Dreamland? It says, going to Dreamland. Yes. It's great. And it's the most coherent part of the movie, which I think is funny. And (laughs) he talks to the audience in Dreamland, which, if that were the only time he talked to the camera, would have made perfect sense and I would have loved it. This does contain my favorite individual moment in Cool Cat Saves the Kids, which is Butch the Bully's floating head appears (laughs) and Cool Cat punches it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's zardoz like and it's distressingness too it's amazing there's a little sproing it's great cool cat wakes up um and he leaves dreamland uh what's really depressing is that uh dreamland has a fantastic entrance way with rainbows and music yeah. and it says going to dreamland and then dreamland is just black nothingness with smoke it's so depressing mm-hmm. and then leaving dreamland you get to be treated back to rainbows why would you ever dream if you can just stay in going to dreamland land road thing with all the rainbows it would be fantastic but nope he has to deal with butch the bully's flying head on a black canvas and it's awful it's like the loading screen is way better than the actual game is what you're saying oh yeah (laughs) that's why i'm pretty sure he's gotten a hold of some bad window pane and he's not actually sleeping (sighs) oh poor cool cat um so so uh he gets up in the morning and uh, Daddy Derek says, has this incredible level of detail here. It's like, don't forget to go out back and say goodbye to your mom before we go, which we don't see and doesn't happen oh. and doesn't matter and doesn't go anywhere. I don't know why that's But he does there. present Cool Cat with a big old bowl of fruit for breakfast. His entire yep. breakfast <laughs> consists of a giant bowl Have of fruit. fruit. 
Cool cat. It's going to be a rough drive to Hollywood, is what I'm saying. <laughs> For this thing, all I wrote in my notes was frosting! Yeah. Just something cool cat screams apropos of nothing. Frosty. At one point earlier, he has shouted, exquisite, for no reason, too. Yeah. So so the Hollywood trip, the, before they go to the Hollywood, they have to get in the yes. car. And this is the point where Cool Cat tries to open <laughs> the door of the car and can't do it. And then while Derek is reading his dialogue, the man in the Cool Cat suit reaches in and, and, and opens the door or, like, pops the lock and then opens the door. And Derek sees him doing this and says, oh, you need some help there? Oh, you got it, buddy. And then he goes around the other side because it was better just to use that take than do it again yeah 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 the best thing in that and it's the best thing in any scene where derek savage is forced (laughs) to uh to ad lib and and that is his attempts to play it off as though it was planned he says was it locked and you can hear the guy in the suit is actually a little bit ticked off at this point he says yes it was daddy derek (laughs) (laughs) and derek's response to that is well that's for safety safety purposes purposes, yeah (laughs) yeah we keep that door locked so that nobody can reach through that wide open window and open the door (laughs) look the repo man is really on my case i put a lot of money into this movie oh Oh my god so from a plot standpoint here's what happens now they drive to Hollywood yep. and immediately turn, turn around. around and drive back yes. home. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool Cat does get out of the car at one point in front of the Hollywood sign and tell us about the grandtastic story about the Hollywood parade. So, so I was very angry at a scene that has no purpose, but I realized what happened was part of this video is Cool Cat at the Hollywood Christmas Parade. Yeah. And the first part of that video was clearly this segment of them in Hollywood and Derek needed a justification to include that. So they had to drive to Hollywood, splice in those scenes of Cool Cat near the Hollywood sign, and then drive back home. Yeah. But the reason they went out in the earlier phone call was he had some sort of appointment in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But that appointment appears to consist of a phone yeah. call. So yes. <laughs> I'm not sure why he had to be in Hollywood. They, they to may take have it. left some oh, things out. Call. But, but it seems like they set up this Hollywood trip all this way and then it is done in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yes. I had to rewind because I was certain <laughs> I had missed something. Nope. And the whole day is gone. Yep. It's out. That's it. That's it. Because Hollywood called and wants Cool Cat to be in the Hollywood parade. So they come back home to tell Mama. And this is where you get your first split screen shot, which you can tell because the right half of the room is mysteriously much darker than the left. And the kitchen island appears to have been damaged in an earthquake because its right side is about an inch lower than its left. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, they, they tell uh, Mama Cat about the good news about the, uh, the, Hollywood, the Hollywood parade. parade. Yeah. She's and, a little skeptical. And here we get what I think is, this is a hard-fought thing, but I, 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 think, uh, I think the creepiest line in the movie here is, is where Derek looks at Mama Cat and says, And hey, I'm cool with it if you are. And he winks at uh. her. And it's yeah. like that has been said so many times in this house. <laughs> all all of the stuff with Derek and Mama Cat is oh the flirtations really are gross. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, we we get to yeah. see we see Maria Cool Cat. I think talks to Maria on the phone, um, and we see Maria's bedroom uh, appears to essentially be in the same house as the rest of this movie. It has a picture of her and Cool Cat. The, be- the, the best thing about that phone call with Maria is that he calls her. And tells her about the thing and says, "Hey, Maria, I've got to go now. You're the one who initiated <laughs> the know. call, Cool Cat." <laughs> but but he, we see that Maria has also has pictures of Cool Cat on That's her. Such wall. a cat thing to do, though. And uh, when he covering a quote behind it, that doesn't seem like the best co- place. Covering to put a that quote that, that needed to be covered, and then when Cool Cat hangs up the, the the phone, it takes a few tries for him to get it down because he's yeah. got big mascot hands again. Then we get another shot of Cool Cat going to sleep. 
indeed. Yes. And he wakes up and we get a little bit of education, which is you should brush your teeth. Right. So he wakes up and and brushes his teeth and talks to the camera and tells the camera not to follow him into the bathroom. Yeah. How about can I have some privacy, privacy, please? And either the camera is supposed to be nodding at this point or the cameraman yeah. just loses it over this hilarious joke because it bounces all over the place. Like, Cool Cat thinks we want to see him brush his teeth. <laughs> you don't know what goes also, on in that house, he, man. He's a mascot. He has no teeth. There are no teeth. It would have been terrific if uh, Cool Cat actually like was walking to a litter box and said, privacy, please, <laughs> instead, of an, instead of a human toilet. Well, well, that would have warranted the cameraman shaking the camera he, all well, over sure, the place. Well, sure. That would have been great. Well, the Come infuriating on. part is later on we do see him brush his teeth. We do see we we do see him brush his teeth. That's true. Later with sound effects, although there are no teeth, but we see him use the brush. He brushes the air where his teeth would be. Yes, that's right. Exactly. He has Invisalign, Jason. Mama Cat's not downstairs because she has gone to the beauty parlor with Vivica A. Fox, star of Stage. <laughs> way too late for that. Who is introduced as such? Yes, Vivica A. Fox. Yeah, it's not. She, she's she, she's out with Vivica, or she's out with her friend. Uh, but no, no, it's we have to drop the entire name, including the uh, the initial. Even Butch does it one time. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that's one of the great lines in the movie later. Um, <laughs> but they're gonna write they're gonna write Cool Cat a nice song. Derek Savage takes him to the computer room where Derek Savage writes a song by typing furiously on a keyboard as the audience watches furiously. Perhaps his word processor, Microsoft Word. Because I I actually took a uh, screen cap of the. Song song and i'd like to do a dramatic okay. reading of it oh. now if incidentally that screen cap of a completely different song than the one that is performed oh yes it's not the later. one that is performed seconds later the lyrics <laughs> are quite different this is cool cat song parentheses or quote marks cool cat loves to rock mm-hmm. oh does he ever cool cat loves to rock <laughs> yeah cool cat loves to rock cool cat loves to play the guitar and he looks so cool cool cat loves to play the drums yeah and he plays them so good <laughs> cool cat loves to rock yeah cool cat <laughs> loves to rock cool cat loves to play the guitar and he looks so cool Cool Cat loves to play the drums. Yeah, and he plays them so good. (laughs) Cool Cat is the coolest cat in the world. He's so cool. Yes, he is. All right, now do it again in Spanish. And it goes on for several more verses. Yes. This this sounds like affirmations. (laughs) Seriously, are you not on board with Cool Cat yet? How many times do I have to tell you how cool yeah. he is? He's the coolest cat in the world, which is actually is a lie. Top cat is the <laughs> right. coolest cat in the world. Somewhere there's a notebook full of him just writing, people like cool cat. Cool cat isn't a loser. People <laughs> like mm-hmm. cool cat. Cool cat has friends. And cool cat loves you. All work and no play makes cool cat a dull cat. <laughs> was that what happened? Okay. <laughs> we, we probably Th- those, are, those are the lyrics they write in the Microsoft Word Yes, program. but what comes out... The lyrics they actually sing are quite Song different. number one then is played. Derek Savage is playing his uh, his uh, Van Halen autographed uh, guitar. His unplugged Van Halen yeah. autographed guitar. <laughs> it's autographed by the Van Halen band. <laughs> so what I'm saying is cool cat likes to rock and roll. Cool cat likes to love and sing. Cool cat likes to boogie boogie boo. 
Boo. Cool Cat likes to love a you. Love a you. Love a you. Cool Cat's singing voice seems a little different from his speaking voice, I'm just saying. Now, is this the song where he says, Cool Cat is my best friend? The, the actual lyric, Monty, because I wrote it down, <laughs> is Cool Cat wants to be your friend. Cool Cat is your very best friend. Okay. Well, I mean friend with friend. Yes. Because... That's that okay. is some that is some songwriting there. That is some Alan J. Lerner stuff. <laughs> Boogie Woogie comes up again and again, and I really believe that Derek Savage believes that Boogie Woogie is something that anybody under the age of eighty says. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he also seems to think it's rap Latin fusion because the Cool Cat yes. Boogie Woogie song that follows immediately on the heels of this one is exactly that. It is the least Boogie Woogie song in the history of music. <laughs> it's not very rap either because it does not rhyme for a long time. No, no. it's not good More rap. A free verse, but there's a little, there's like, yeah, it's like a reggae with a drum beat and... Um, that one's introduced. He, uh, he, he's kind of confused, but he's got a music video and he goes to the green screen room and he says, give this an urban feel. <laughs> and the picture of the Seattle skyline appears, <laughs> which I found hilarious. <laughs> yes. The space needle. Hey. That's the urban feel I want. This is the opportunity for Derek to roll out the entire library of licensed green screen backgrounds that he uh-huh. bought. He uses every part of the Buffalo here. You get your cityscapes. You've got your flying through space time lapses. This is where you get the love. You've got your patriotic got stars. Love, yeah. I think it takes real guts to have a to openly say we have a green screen room two scenes <laughs> after the Dreamland sequence. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like how Cool Cat has like got the remote control and does things in the. That's that's just meta enough that I appreciated that. That that bit that he's like, I got a green screen. I can make a music video. In my notes, I wrote down, "Cool Cat knows the time of day, so he has to know it's time for you and me to boogie." And I can't tell if that was a lyric in one of the songs or if it's just something I started writing in my notes because I had lost all will to live. It's a Cool Cat fanfic. The green screen uh, room also leads to a gag at the end, where when he completes his second song, he discovers that his his mom and daddy Derek are watching had been watching him do his music video. Um, yeah. At which point we immediately cut to Cool Cat in the Hollywood Hills and there are, he's by cars and there's a, there's, it's the Hollywood parade. There's no, yep. it's just, there we are. We've moved along. I think him with the remote control is my favorite scene of guy in a mascot suit can't <laughs> operate things. <laughs> How can you pick a favorite? Yeah. They're, they're all really good scenes. I think for me, it's when he sits down to color the trolley, the trout cover, and he spews markers everywhere. (laughs) He's left with one yellow highlighter, which he somehow uses to color four different colors. Yep. Yep. That was my favorite one. Um, so, so this is, this is an amazing section because <laughs> Cool Cat appears in the Hollywood parade, right? And it's, I'm unclear about whether the Hollywood parade is, uh, something that you pay to get into or whether Derek's Oh, yes, you obviously pay to well, get into Well, I mean, he might have had a, like a friend who got him into it. But basically, yeah, it seems like he paid to get into it to promote Cool Cat. And so yeah. then they used, like Steve said, every part of the Buffalo. We use every bit of footage there is where it was <laughs> on the TV for the Hollywood parade and um, in, in local TV in L.A., presumably, and found yeah. and stolen footage of Cool Cat just like before the parade a man in a mascot suit walked around to various old vintage cars and then later they dubbed in cool cat dialogue as if he was reacting to that well they're not vintage cars they're all 
TV and oh, movie you're right. cars. TV, like the Batmobile reason. is in there. And yes. It's the Herbie love the love bug. I love you. <laughs> who was we, that for? The parents watching or the kids who he thinks knows Ghostbusters and Batman? Who was and that Magnum for? P.I.? Wee, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. yeah, kids love that. It's because they wanted to use all the footage of the parade because mm-hmm. Derek Savage spent money to be in the parade. Paid a lot of money to get in that parade. And he's really proud of it. Uh, Steve uh, may want to weigh in here, but as uh, I grew up in Southern California for for a chunk of my childhood. And this is the, the the actual name of the parade is the Hollywood Christmas Parade. Yes, it is. And in fact, it comes up on a little overlay during yeah, the parade. It appears parade. on the screen, but they only call it the Hollywood Parade. A yeah, million times. it is the crappiest parade. It is, <laughs> it is basically a, we got some movies to promote. So here are some floats to promote movies. And that, that is the Hollywood Christmas Parade or, or it's TV shows. Yes. And it's the actors who drew the, um, the short straws and have to ride in the convert. And why here is the kids from uh, Modern Family who can't really say no about appearing in this parade. Ed O'Neill isn't riding in this convertible. He he told us to go screw ourselves when we asked him. In fact, he wrote into his contract that he will not do the Hollywood Christmas Parade under any circumstances. The Hollywood Christ- Christmas Parade is actually syndicated, and I watched the actual uh, parade that Cool Cat appeared in. <gasps> no, no, I did. I did. Wait, wait, Phil, I have to know this. Was it really hosted by Eric Estrada and whoever that lady yes, next to him it was? Yes, was indeed. Eric Estrada was the host. Wow. And, oh, my God. And I and I remember sitting sitting there watching it with my wife because we, we love watching crappy parades and making fun of them. It is, it is what keeps our marriage alive. So the Macy's <laughs> Parade is great and the Hollywood Christmas Parade is great. Phil, have you considered fursuits? Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll watch the parade next year in fursuits. But we were watching it, and Cool Cat comes on, and we looked at each other, and we said, "What in what? What in the hell is this?" Because <laughs> they're they're talking to Cool Cat like it's a thing, and. Here I am years later having watched Cool Cat, and I still have the same question. Yeah. What in the hell is this? <laughs> what in the hell? And this is where, in the context of the movie, it is declared, Cool Cat is the creation of Derek Savage. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So I assume he's Cool Cat's father? I do love the the moment where they cut to Cool Cat for his big moment where he's going to say something. De- Derek says something to everybody, and then he hands the the microphone to Cool Cat, who d- declares, "Oh, I know what you're going to say." Merry Christmas and happy holidays. But 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 uh, and Cool Cat loves everyone. But uh, but Derek can't help but mouth, mouth the, words. the words along with him. It's amazing. <laughs> he does it so many times. He does it in the end, too, when they're all saying goodbye. If every scene that he's in when somebody else says something, Mama Cat, whoever it is, he's always mouthing the same words. It's amazing. He just longs to be a cool cat. For some reason, in this parade, they have a cool cat car. Yes. Yes. The cool cat after this parade and is never seen again. Yeah, the Cool Cat Convertible, I should point out, has an ad pointed on it in several places for yes. NollsAviation.com, <laughs> home of the Cool Cat Harrier, spelled H-E-R-R-I-E-R. Oh, no. They Don't painted it three times on the car and misspelled it every time. <laughs> Oh, no. There's a few great moments of incompetence throughout the parade. There's a there's a bit where uh, Derek is filming the parade crowd and a blonde lady runs past. Yes. And he clearly pans the camera to follow her so he can check out her butt. A lot of the footage is also out of focus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, well, because it's him. It's him striking that pose, that lunge in the car, in the convertible as he goes by. I wrote down, was it was this shot on an iPhone 4S? 
<laughs> anyway, it is it is, it is amazing because it's literally they paid to be in the parade and they're going to use all the footage, even though it doesn't make any sense or have anything to do with the movie. And this goes back to the trailer. The trailer promises something that it has some messages and also some completely random music videos and a completely pointless bit where he goes to a parade and the movie delivers. <laughs> and in fact, I think the text on the, the, the preview says, see, cool cat in the Hollywood parade. Yep. Like that's the thing you've most yeah. wanted to see your entire life. No, there's a couple couple things we need here. First off, I want to point out that as they as they go through the intersection at Hollywood and Vine, a graphic just goes on the screen like it's an iMovie <laughs> that says the world famous Hollywood and Vine. To which my note reads, "Sure, why not? <laughs> just put it up there." Now, is is this like the credits? Is this like the credits in Comic Sans or some very similar yeah. font? Because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That everybody's favorite font is in use repeatedly. Yeah, it is film. something very oh, much yeah. like Comic Sans, if not Comic Sans. Um, Der- so, so they after the parade, suddenly there, um, there's a scene where Derek and Cool Cat are about to head home from the parade, and Derek is in a completely different outfit than he was in in the parade. So it's not just <laughs> Eric Estrada. Um, and but they, well, he probably soiled but, himself but, during the parade. It was very exciting. Cool, cool cat, and again, there's dialogue that there's no point being there. Cool cat says he's very tired, and Derek says, "I'll help you into the car because we know that mascots can't open car doors. You can take a nap on the way home." And so then they get home immediately. It's just literally like cut to they're at home, and 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 Mama Cat is there. And this is where we get the, the perhaps the one that creeps me out the most. Uh, Derek refers oh, to yes. Mrs. Cat yep. as. My fine-looking kitty cat. You fine-looking oh. kitty cat, you. The correct response to that, by the way, is what she says, which is, hush up. Yep. <laughs> She's sassy. You know how some actors stay in character the whole shoot? Do you think Derek wouldn't let the guy in the mascot suit out? <laughs> <laughs> Do you really think the guy in the mascot suit wants out? He's got an acting career. He's been on Sex Sent Me to the ER. Yeah, in fact, in fact, the, the actor who plays Cool Cat, if you look at, he's got a website where he's it's got cool a cat, demo. According to the he's credits. A, well, no, he, the Cool Cat is credited twice in the credits, once as Cool Cat and once as another actor. And if you look at his oh. demo reel on his website, it shows him in, a, in like an independent movie and a scene from Cool Cat. Well, I got to say, he's he's very game yes. for what he's being asked to do here, and he's he's actually somewhat entertaining to watch in the goofy stuff. There, he gets there's up a to. physicality he's given to his, his all. performance that yeah. uh, that you and I wouldn't have uh, put into that. So, yeah, he's not the worst thing in the movie. He's not the best thing in the movie. That would be Butch the Bully, Butch the bully as yeah. established already. He kept his energy up for the whole day and a half of shooting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, here we go. So yeah. <laughs> we're poolside. Uh, at the home of maybe Vivica A. Fox, I'm not sure. Yes, it's it's the Vivica. A. It's Fox Vivica's estate. place, according Vivica to, to Mama Cat. Estate. They're poolside. Vivica A. Fox. I'm sorry. Vivica A. Fox and Eric Estrada are sitting pool, poolside. They are in front of them is a full glass pitcher of lemonade and two plastic cups. Quotes quotes around lemonade. Yes. These guys are so liquored up in this scene. Oh, it's, well, it's but obvious. here's the thing: is they give Maria some of the lemonade. So, right. so they've so, already, but we don't see what's in their cups. Yeah. yeah, their cups maybe don't have the lemonade in them. Someone put lemonade in my lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, more expository dialogue here. Here, here by by uh, you know, given to us by professional actors at one time or another, including <laughs> it's a lovely day, isn't it, Vivica? I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't say, isn't it, Vivica A. Fox? Yeah. Uh, and she says, yes. yes, it is. But where is Cool Cat? To which, but where is Cool we Cat? We get the res- famous response. Go ahead. There, there he is. is. And it's Cool Cat. 
I am confused by the logistics of this scene because they seem to be right in front of the pool. <laughs> and yet Eric Estrada points out right in front of him. And when we cut, Cool Cat runs in, but there's no pool there. So it seems to be. Yeah, he's coming out of the. F- he's coming out of the. Yeah. Forest. <laughs> So so the pool disappears and reappears basically as we go. They give him some lemonade, which he drinks in one gulp and then burps. You can't just go blasting past the lemonade, though. Yeah. (laughs) Cool Cat comes in and he asks what he should do first. And Eric's response, because he really loves lemonade, is, how would you like a nice cold glass of lemonade? (laughs) Yep. It is the most off line reading I have ever seen, and yet it's so perfect. Um, the Also, a good sign when you're in any low-budget movie is that everybody drinks um, out of plastic because you don't want to break the glass because then you drink right. more glass. So they're, they're drinking out of these... And you, don't also, you also don't want to see that Vivica A. Fox and Eric Estrada are drinking scotch yeah, straight yeah. up and not lemonade. So uh, Maria is there, and uh, she wants to play in the sandbox. So they say go- their goodbyes temporarily to Vivica A. Fox and Eric Estrada. They go to the sandbox. Why in the hell does Vivica A. Fox have a sandbox? Apparently Vivica A. Fox's toy shovel has survived the terrible crime wave. Yeah, well, it's it's because it's on on private property or something. Yes. Or, or is she, it? She lives in a wetland or something, so... Also, why why are you letting a cat play in the sandbox? In the sandbox, I know, you just asked for trouble. That seems a terrible place to let cats Bad move. Go. Yeah, that's a good point, because Butch the Bully has apparently somehow bypassed Vivica A. Fox's sophisticated home security Indeed, system. he's lurking in the weeds. Yes, I think, if, if I can point out one flaw in Cole Cat Saves the Kids. Oh, okay. Did you find one? Yeah, really? No, really, I found where the story really falls apart. And it's this scene. Here comes the nitpicking. Because, I'll be the judge of that. Um, as Jason says, they're playing in the sandbox, and then Butch the Bully appears to bully them. And Vivica A. Fox is going... Why, there's a bully. We, what can we do about that? And I, I, I'm like, Vivica Fox, this is your property. Yeah. You can literally have him arrested for trespassing. You can ask him to leave. You can say, hey, you get off my land. Well, OK, in defense of Cool Cat, they're not clear at that point whether he's a bully or not. They think he might be a friend of Cool Cat, although Eric Estrada is doubtful because all of Cool Cat's friends are cool. Yeah. And this kid does not appear to be cool. Does not appear to be cool at all. That kid looks like but he's up whatever to he turns trouble. out to be, he better not be a bully because Vivica like A. Fox bullies. doesn't like no, bullies. No, he better not be a bully because I don't like bullies is yeah. the actual reading of the line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By she, Vivica A. Fox. And she narrows her, narrows her eyes. It's a nice <laughs> – uh, she's, she's trying sort of here. I don't like bullies. I think she's rocking it to be honest with you. She she is probably the second best performance after Butch the Bully. After Butch the Bully, yeah. Well, and remember, she's got to do it sitting next to Eric Estrada, who's talking about lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Eric Estrada gives off just a I don't care. <laughs> Fine. During this, whatever. Just feed me the lines. Line. Yeah. If they had left him, a, if they had left in footage of him screaming line at a at a production assistant. <laughs> You go ahead, Derek. You send those pictures into the Inquirer. I don't have a career now anyway. <laughs> Eric Estrada might think the love boat is still filming. It's possible. Um, Butch the bully appears. He does not like sandcastles, so he kicks over the sandcastle, which, oh, as in the trailer, yes. by the way, oh. I think, the and, and as I said earlier, the, the geography in this scene is very weird. Um, Butch kicks the sandcastle away from Cool Cat, but Cool Cat reacts as if the sand has been kicked in his face. Which, oh, which doesn't really make any sense. No. <laughs> ah! And this is yet another immortal line reading from Eric Estrada, which is, 
That kid kicks sand in cool cat face. Yep. <laughs> I think we better go save them. He produces. <laughs> he he pronounces roughly uh, one eighth of the number of letters yeah. that are in that phrase. It puts him up on uh, Butch the bully. I think slightly. <laughs> Butch flees, and Erica yep. uh, Erica Strada and Vivica A. Fox go over to check on Cool Cat. Um, and Cool Cat uh, explains in a line right out of the trailer that I still love, I got scared and became confused. <laughs> to which Eric tells the story. Eric Estrada says, would you like to know what Vivica did to stop her bully? This is Erica reminding Vivica that Derek Savage has dirt on her, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would you both like to hear what Vivica did? And they You'd cut like out the part where she goes, right? hey, you said you weren't going to mention and, that. And so we learn the solution to a bully is you yell at them very loudly yes. and they will run yes. away that's right it's the key anti-bullying strategy is yell at them loudly yep <laughs> yeah um maria has a story about a bully too butch is continues to lurk in the background he tries to steal their lunch money which is very strange because they're visiting vivica a fox and playing in her <laughs> swimming pool and her sandbox so why would they bring lunch money does vivica a fox charge for lunch I don't. No, no. They, he wanted Vivica A. Fox's lunch money, which would be two, three hundred oh. bucks for a uh, very fancy lunch in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah that's right. Spagos or something. But, but they've learned their lesson immediately again from what uh, Vivica and Eric have told them. Uh, they they stand up to Butch the bully. Uh, Maria says, "I'm going to tell my mom you yelled at me." There's a horrible jump cut of editing, and Butch is gone, and uh, Vivica and Eric Estrada come back. By the way, all the scenes where Vivica and Eric Estrada are over there shot at a completely different time of day from the rest of the scene because they only had them for a short amount of time. Um, and then at the end of the scene, again, Cool Cat turns to the camera and declares, I love you. And together we can stop bullying. Yay! <laughs> and all raise their fists in victory. Then the triumphant theme music cuts off like three seconds before the scene changes. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to my notes again here, and I, I hope that I transcribe this properly and that this isn't just something I wrote because my brain wasn't functioning. <laughs> but... I believe Butch says that darn Vivica A. Fox and Eric Estrada messed, messed it, it up. up. Yep. Messed it up. Throughout this movie, there will be sometimes super cheerful, chipper, annoying music going for no reason. Do, do, and then it'll just do. cut off in the middle of the scene. Yeah, the sound do. editing here and in the trailer, the thing that I noticed, and, and partially because I do a lot of sound editing now because I do podcast stuff, but the, the trailer and the movie both have kind of poor sound editing at many points. And the music, you, you notice it a lot. There's a fascinating scene later on where... Um, oh, and they also cycle through those those songs they've got. They've got the Cool Cat songs, mm -hmm. and they play the Cool Cat songs over and over again, sometimes many times in a scene. There's a scene later on where there's some music playing that is... Uh, like underlying everything there's like as if there's music playing in the background except i think it's a cool cat song but while that music is playing in the background something happens and other music plays to score the thing that's <laughs> happening in the foreground but the other music never stops it's still going on in the background and i've never seen that before in a movie where there's just two competing sets of music happening simultaneously very avant-garde I like that they sprung for a pair of angry eyebrows for Cool Cat, yes. which he has on well before Bert Butch turns up the second time. So he's he's really pissed off about that Sandcastle he's rebuilding. Yeah. Urgh, Sandcastle. Stupid castle. Wish I had a toy shovel. <laughs> but yeah, you make a, a very good point too, Phil, that uh, immediately upon leaving in tears, Butch the Bully is talking about how Cool Cat ain't escaped nothing yet. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, yelling at the bully solved nothing, yeah. and Butch is just going yeah. to redouble his efforts That's now. True. So, good work, everybody. We yeah. did it.
when they go home, there is uh, Cool Cat finds an entertainment magazine. <laughs> entertainment galore. One of Derek's entertainment magazines. It has a headline over the face on its yep. cover. It made me very angry. That's how, that's how it totally works. Um, it, well, actually, if you, if you freeze frame it, you'll notice that a bunch of stuff is like blurred out, too. So it's a very questionable cover. Um, but it, there's a writing ca- contest in there, apparently. And so Cool Cat decides he's going to enter the writing contest. Um, uh, so he decides to create something called Trolley the Trout which is, it turns out, of another character created by Derek Savage. He has writer's block. He struggles with writer's block, and so he does, as we all do when we are having trouble writing, he does some exercise. And this, Brian, you can check the box with Cool Cat's going to teach us about exercise. Oh, he does his exercise. He does four jumping jacks. (laughs) He does four shadow boxings. He does four jumps on a pretend jump rope. And he's done. This is the part of my notes where I wrote large swaths of cool cat where nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does exercise. He, he he then decides to get back to work writing a Trolley the Trout right. and takes a long time to struggle to pick up the notebook and the pen <laughs> in his big mascot hands. <laughs> and rips off a, pa- a page of the notebook in the process. Yeah, it's, it, yes. it is really, it, it's really amazing. So if you're keeping track, Cool Cat heads out to write his book. Uh, at just after 11 o'clock, because you can clearly see the clock on the wall when he goes yep. outside. And he gets called in by Derek as it's getting dark. So since <laughs> we're in Los Angeles, in roughly Thanksgiving yeah. time, it's probably yeah, it's, about 5 o'clock, 4.30. Thanksgiving yeah. now. So he's been out there maybe five, six hours. <laughs> and I, I assume roughly two-thirds of that time was spent attempting and failing to pick up <laughs> yeah, his pen. I think, I think that's probably <laughs> true. So he he now is going to draw a little bit. Um, the uh, he he picks up pens and won't, like drops a bunch of them, but only one pen remains <laughs> in his hand. But uh, he manages <laughs> to draw uh, this thing that's Trolley the Trout, and we get a cut. We get a, a picture of it very much in a cut away, and uh, you can see actually that it says Trolley the Trout, and and right over Cool Cat's hand is trying to obscure it, but it it actually says by <laughs> Dare, and it's very clearly by. There he is, or there or he Derek is. Savage. So he does know what an insert shot is, and he could have used that on that stupid Cool Cat for School President but poster I'm still mad about from the beginning of the movie. <laughs> anyway, and at this point, Cool Cat once again turns to the camera and says, see you tomorrow, bye! Before we pe- go past this little bit, I have to point out, in the scene where Derek calls in uh, calls in Cool Cat for his 6 p.m. <laughs> yes. bedtime, yeah. in, in the scenes where you see Derek Savage from the front... He's wearing a dark green shirt. When you see him from behind, he is wearing a light blue shirt. And it cuts directly from one to the other with no intervening scenes. Back. Oh, my God. Back into the left. And this goes on maybe like seven yeah. different cuts. It's, into the left. it's wondrous. And then the most disturbing baby moon yes. happy yeah. swirly it's sky. It's only disturbing once you uh, once you once you don't uh, once you look for it on Shutterstock. It isn't scary anymore. It's on Shutterstock. Anybody can use it. All right, but but here's here's something I got to bring up, which is that uh, in the original version of Cool Cat, he uses this Shutterstock thing and he put it in backwards, so <gasps> that as the moon goes by, it's sucking in the letter Z instead of blowing oh. it out as it sleeps in the night sky. <laughs> oh, no, ah, <laughs> uh, better go oh, suck some Z's no. as the saying goes. Yes, they do. <laughs> the moon eats your sleep, children. <laughs> also, it's it's like a a, a farm in the countryside that we're seeing there. So it has no connection with the suburban location of cool cat. No, 
it's right. the one house on the hillside in the farmlands. And uh, this is where we do see Cool Cat brush his teeth or that he doesn't have. This time he's given up on the concept of privacy. He realizes his life is a movie. We are watching his every move. Google is everywhere. There's no sense in yeah. trying to hide everything. It is the Truman Show of anthropomorphized cats. <laughs> we tried that with MC Scat Cat and it did not go no. well. When he wakes up, before he does the toothbrushing and gives us his advice, uh, he says, it's such a beautiful day and I love to have fun on beautiful days. That's just the kind of guy Cool Cat is. And he does more exercises. He does four jumping jacks and four squats. And then he's done. Yes. That's it. It's a brisk exercise routine. Does the toothbrushing. Goes downstairs, talks to the mom. The mom, again, continues to be dubbed in. It's really weird. Um, she calls him Honey Child at one point. Yes. <laughs> um, and then and then Derek, Daddy Derek, gives him Cool Cat some very important advice, which is stay in the front yard so we know where you're at. All right. We also have one of the most distressing flirtations in the movie at breakfast time, where Derek <sighs> looks at Mama Cat, who has served up a plate of food, and says, mm Mmm, that's looking good. I hope I get a plate of that. Yeah. And she says, oh, hush up. He says, what? I just said it's looking good. And he has the creepiest expression on his face. And he does a weird thing with his body, too. He does this, like, shimmy thing. No, there's a lot going on in that scene. I feel like there was a rerun of Alice on while he was writing this segment. He just copied down (laughs) Flo's dialogue. We've all experienced this. Cool Cat wakes up with the inspiration for the last line of his book, which, as it turns out, is Trolley the Trout Makes Another Friend. Which, as we've seen during his day-long writing exercise yesterday, also happens to be every other line of his book. Yes. (laughs) So good job, Cool Cat. Before we move from the scene, I want to point out that this is uh, one of the only times in the movie we get to see Daddy Derek and Mama Cat together alone in a scene. And I desperately wanted them to cut away as fast as possible. <laughs> I was terrified of what may happen. Uh, did you did you forget? Did you black out the part where he hugs her earlier and goes, mm, mm. Yeah, apparently I did. Cool Cat declares his love of Boogie Woogie again, because that is totally and, timely. Yep. <laughs> Loves the Andrews sisters. Maria and Mikey come by. Mikey has gotten a new ball that bounces really high. Oh, Mikey. But he bounces it off his foot into the street and almost runs out into a car. To which Cool Cat says, <laughs> look both ways before you go out into the street. And Mikey's response is, well, I learned my lesson. I'm always going to look both ways. Okay, that one's done. Taken care of. No, no, no. The great part about that scene is Mikey running out into the street to go get it <laughs> as Cool Cat and Maria debate whether he's going to be safe or not. Should yes. we tell him? Uh, I don't know. We should probably let him know that a car is coming. Yes. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's an individual capable of making his own decisions. And eventually, eventually they do warn him, and he's he's safe because otherwise it would be right. a, a tragedy. tragedy. In, in the one instance of the film where Cool Cat actually saves a kid, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. And immediately after this important lesson, Cool Cat sprints directly into the street without looking both ways. He did, Monty, in the original version of Cool Cat saves the kids. But you'll find in this version, version two point that there is a microsecond clip of Cool Cat that cuts very obtrusively into that scene where he looks to the left and looks to the right very quickly. 
I can't believe I didn't mention that um, that uh, in the in the scene with Daddy Derek and Mama Cat earlier, uh, they do the dishes, and again, mascot hands. The entire <laughs> doing of the dishes I is know. that she has one very large plastic cup that she barely manages to hand to him, and that is her. It's an interesting yeah. division yeah. of labor in the cat household, and he's not cleaning it either. He's just rubbing it with a towel like a bartender with nothing to do. <laughs> Yeah. And he's really proud of her handing him that cup, too. He's like, good job. That's a good one. Nice work. Yeah. Teamwork. Teamwork. <laughs> it's a terrible condition, really. We shouldn't be making light of it. If you or somebody you know has mascot hands. <laughs> what state of uh, journalism have we reached in uh, news radio? Because we get the neighborhood news alerts here <laughs> uh, that are that are apparently being read by a guy just standing off camera. <laughs> And it's uh, a candy thief has struck again. At help police. Somebody's been stealing candy from yes. babies. The candy that's a thief phrase. has struck again. All the kids are crying. Uh-huh. We need to stop. Kids beware. The candy crook. And, and uh, the, uh, their, their friend from earlier, Madison, now unnamed, says, A boy took my candy in my school <laughs> oh, books. No. Now I'll have nothing to read. Credited as... Ten-year-old baby. It's like he vanished. They say nobody has actually seen him yet, but <laughs> you'll be you'll be shocked when the big reveal happens, and it turns out that Butch the bully was so, responsible. Hey, Steve, come on! Spoiler alert: A kid yeah, runs out oh, into sorry. the street and says, "Spoiler horn!" He that. stole the books, and he's right there. And the camera pans over to Butch, who's standing on the sidewalk, <laughs> cackling evilly, which is great, rubbing his hands together in glee. He's got a book, and he's oh, got a wonderful. book, and he declares. That uh, that he throws candy on the sidewalk and says this candy will trip him and he'll fall flat on his face right. and runs away. What a great plan. It's great. And so K- Cool Cat decides to chase Butch and he does it through Blurrovision where right. Cool Cat is suddenly um, uh, all blurry and stuff. Radiating rays of light or something. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, it's, it's, the, it's, it's his superpower that enables him to make an epic jump over a tiny pile of candy and one book. I don't understand this plan of stealing stuff and then using that stuff as an obstacle so you can get away. Don't you end up without the candy and book? I think the plan all along was to trip up Cool Cat yeah. because remember he was oh, he's he he's, left Vivica A. Fox's and Eric Estrada's joint vowing revenge. Vowing revenge, and so this that was it all along. Irony of ironies, Butch doesn't look both ways when he's crossing the street and runs right into a oh. police car, and the police and, and the cop the cop gets out of the car and says, "What are you doing, kid?" And then just puts him in the car. Doesn't ask him anything. <laughs> doesn't know anything. How does he know that he's the candy thief? We, no, no explanation of any of that. Obviously, Cool Cat tipped them off because then they see Cool Cat and they say, thanks for your help, Cool Cat. That was very heroic. I prefer to think that Butch is just going straight to jail for the heinous crime of being hit by a police yeah. cruiser. Yeah. I, so they're encouraging you to chase children into the street. Yep. <laughs> Good right, job, because cool maybe cat. he'll get hit, hit by, by a police car. Yeah, being brought to jail. Yeah, so I'm on that's it. it. Problem solved. Butch, Butch, <laughs> no, Monty, Butch is going to be put in the in the cop car. Uh, problem, problem, totally solved. They go home. Roughly four minutes have passed since breakfast, so now it's time for Derek to come out and tell it's them it's time, time, for, time lunch. for lunch. But Maria says, and and this is actually what she says. Yeah, that was groovy. Uh huh. We should make a movie about you. We'll call it Cool Cat Saves the Kids. This is not the only time the word groovy shows no, up in this. It's no. not. Cool Cat is a hero, and he's my best friend. So it's lunchtime. They play that Cool Cat music in the background again. Cool uh, Cat likes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's that. No, it's that. We bump, have another bump, scene bump, here cool where cat, uh, bump, Mama bump, Cat is bump, in the bump, same bump, room bump, as Cool Cat. cat. 
Yep. And here we go. We've got another difference between 2.0 and 1.0. Previously, uh, the split screen shot went straight down the side of the doorway that Derek Savage walks in on. But apparently he missed the fact that the front three inches of Cool Cat's knees were unceremoniously sliced off in that version of it. So if you look closely in 2.0, you can see the place where the split screen line comes down, makes a complete right angle turn just far enough to cover uh, Cool Cat's knees and then goes down again. Now you lose Derek Savage's feet, but they're not as important. I'm actually impressed that he went to this much effort because this is not a movie that requires special effects. But for some reason, it was really important to him to create the illusion of having two cat costumes. And this scene is not badly done. Like They seem to be having a conversation, except for Maria's hair flopping across the uh, line. (laughs) I like how much effort he went to for a completely pointless effect. Right. So apparently we've reached the point where we've wrapped around to the side where we think this isn't that bad. I'm like... So this is where he spent all his effort, was meticulously doing this split screen. Rather than finding another cat suit. Yeah, and it holds up for a good minute or two if you take a screenshot and look at it. Mama Cat doesn't need to look exactly like Cool Cat. They could have gotten a different (laughs) cat suit, and it would have been fine. She could have been a person, and it would have been fine. One of his parents is already a person. (laughs) Okay, you got it. You you win. Actually, more than fine. It would have made so much of this movie so much less uncomfortable. Uh, But uh, speaking of time, how they just had breakfast, and now it's time for lunch. Um, Also, the radio news reveals that the candy crook has been released. The police were forced to let him go because of a lack of evidence. So in the, in the last 10 minutes, essentially, Butch has been released. So the crook, the crook ate all the candy, according to the reporter. We're completely disregarding that and huge pile he dropped on the sidewalk a few feet from where he was right. arrested, which the cop clearly would have seen. No evidence there or witnesses. You want to swear Cool Cat in? You know Cool Cat can't put his hand on a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> he can. He can rub it across and he can make a lovely poster out of it. <laughs> Okay, we're we're into the we're into the next segment now, which is gun safety. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Mikey decides it's time. Is it Mikey? Decides it's time to it's to, Mikey to uh sure. to play treasure hunters. You perhaps know him from his bouncy ball. Yes. He chased into his the street. defining characteristic. Uh let's play treasure hunters uh and look for stuff like on TV. So now that lunch is over, they can finally go do that. So the first step of treasure hunters is to find a lucky, <laughs> Your stick, lucky stick because it seems like every treasure hunter has one. I'm sure you recall yeah. Indiana Jones' so lucky stick or too. Alan Quartermain's yeah. stick of luck. This is the part where I was angry at the trailer for spoiling the exciting <laughs> conclusion of what they would find when they went treasure hunting because I already knew what it was going to be. It's a gun. It's a real gun. Now, I should point out that at this point, they are in Cool Cat's ba- backyard, own backyard. Yes. Which yep. to me just raises more disturbing questions about the nature of the cat family. Is this some previously unseen facet of their sexy play? Why do they have a gun in their yard? Also, it's not like it's it's a gun that is actually a working gun people would use today. <laughs> it's like one of those fancy uh, deer hunter Russian roulette guns that you use uh, to, to with the with the rotating chamber. It, it seems like it's a very outdated gun. Is my point. Uh, well, the kid was, Mikey was looking straight at a tin can and asking if it was an <laughs> antique. And then it turns out they find an antique gun. So, yeah. 
Well, there you go. It's probably worth a lot. They should be happy about it. So uh, who knows what how it got in the backyard? Obviously, this backyard is accessible to everyone because Butch the bully is lurking in the backyard. And when they go to tell Daddy Derek about that they found well, a gun, it, it's like it's like Vivica Fox's backyard, yeah. where apparently there's some public easement that allows uh-huh. you free passage <laughs> yeah. through the backyard. <laughs> No fence can stop Butch the bully. He knows no boundaries. Yeah. This is the one time I want to uh, criticize Butch's uh, uh, character motivations because he sees the gun and the first thought is he can take it to school and take everyone's lunch money. Butch, come on, set your sights a little <laughs> higher. You have a gun. You can do so much more than that. You can go show Eric Estrada and Vivica hey, Fox. Yeah, what's what? that's right. <laughs> that's that's lunch right. Money. What a wonder is a gun. What a versatile invention. First of all, when you have a gun, everybody pays attention. Hmm. Stephen Sondheim, yeah. folks. So, of course, Look when Butch up. takes the gun, he utters that classic kid's favorite phrase, it's going to be fat time for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Butch, it's always fat time. Or something very similar oh. to that. I frankly have no idea what Butch <laughs> no, the Bully no. says at any point. It's very book. hard to say what he's saying, but I did. I, I did it might be fart I, time for him. I, I, who I knows? do enjoy him, though. My notes have stopped because I had been beaten down. So my, by this my point. note here, Steve, you'll appreciate this. My note here just says Butch the Bully is the best actor in this whole thing as long as you can understand him. Right. <laughs> so he's the worst actor in this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I have no idea what he's saying here. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't matter that you can't understand him. You just know what he's saying. It's it's it doesn't matter. Look, Gun Gun, Gun has no Rs and Ls in it, so he's he's clear on pronouncing it. <laughs> Derek calls him to Butch's dad, which is weird because it's it, it very much sounds like Butch Butch's dad is standing behind the camera reading his dialogue. He calls Butch's dad James the Bully. Yes. It's a family name. <laughs> Who says he'll look into it, but he's clearly going to blow he's it off. He's very clearly going to blow it off. We we get the uh we get the Shutterstock uh Sun and Moon video a second time. Right. Uh oh at, at this point in the in the morning, Cool Cat gets up. We he's slept again, but we haven't seen Dream, Dreamland. This time Daddy Derek wakes him up. A- and at at one point he he gives Cool Cat a pep talk and at one point he calls Cool Cat Tiger. And I just wrote <laughs> down that's weird cuz he's a cat. Is he a tiger? So then we get the um, the very next scene is the, the the two kids, Cool Cat and Daddy Derek, walking to school because he's walking them all to school because he said he would yesterday. And it's in slow motion. I'm going to throw a flag here again. This is terrible advice because we know that's, that a maniac has a gun. I'm going to walk you to school. I'll walk you to school, kids. So that all of us are a target. Yeah. No, sh- what part of shelter in place uh, has, yeah. has but, but they they walk him to school in slow motion with music playing like it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, well, okay. Recall, Phil, that his previous advice the day before, immediately after Butch, who was still in the neighborhood, took off with the gun, was, you kids walk home by yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> We're going back in the house. It's quite true. That crazy guy with a grudge against you probably won't do anything right away. You and your bouncy ball are on your own, Mikey. Well, look, look, Butch, there's Butch, and he's got the gun. He's there with a with a, with a a buddy. No, no, he's there with Jamie, or you boneheads, I'm not sure which. <laughs> That's right. But he's approximately a year younger and has a buzz he, cut. This is, yeah, <laughs> and this is the butt spanking kid. Having a gun makes you young Ooh, and cool, kids. My mama's gonna whoop me. Yep, that, Shut it, bonehead. Shut, well, <laughs> yeah, this is where we get it. That kid's got also, this gimmick. Maybe about he is. Maybe he is you boneheads. Parents, all of a sudden, like all of his lines are about my mama beats the crap yep. out of me. So roughly two days earlier, we saw this same child, a foot taller and with longer hair. 
and now he's got a buzz cut and is a year younger. Yeah, you cracked the code, Steve. And we also should point out that he he swore up and down that he was going to go straight at that point. But obviously, Cool Cat's love spreading had zero impact on his bad behavior. So the cops come. The cops come and they they tell Butch to put the gun gun down. Uh, and they they take they take Butch and Jamie or you boneheads away, and and uh, but the cops are proud of Cool Cat. Oh yeah, the teachers come out to say how proud they are. Of, they of are cool proud, Cat, although he has done nothing yeah. except run into the school. No, um, and so then we immediately get another clip video that it's going to be later in the day where Cool Cat apparently has become president of the school off screen entirely. <laughs> so there's resolution on that important plot. <laughs> Just it, it, word reaches them that Cool Cat was after the shelter in place at the school because there was a gun on campus. They held the election, and because his uh, campaign promises involved a hardline stance against violence, Cool Cat was elected school president. <laughs> well, I think Butch was his competition. Oh, that explains the whole thing why Butch was trying to disrupt his important campaign meetings with Maria. And then once Butch is taken to jail, Cool Cat is running unopposed. No, I, I think uh, Butch was the dirty tricks uh, uh, operation of uh, Cool Cat's opponent. Ah. He, he's he's the Donald Segretti of uh, of uh, of uh, whatever terrible school Cool Cat goes to. Oh, I see. So you think uh, Cool Cat's opponent had the sense to keep his hands clean and use a? Oh yeah, no, no. He wants deniability. Yeah, absolutely. So Cool Cat uh, and Maria are going to go outside because this entire movie is about going inside and outside from the Cool Cat house. Note, by the way, the clock inside the Cool Cat house indicates that it's 1120, meaning that it must have been a very short school day or they just let the class president and his entourage go home whenever they feel like it. It's a a teacher work day. It's a minimum day, Steve. They have those. Yeah, Eleven twenty is pretty minimum. <laughs> That's as minimal as it gets. Okay, but Daddy Derek comes out with their with their uh, their drinks um, and announces that Cool Cat won the national kids writing contest. Uh, that's kid apostrophe s writer. That's <laughs> right. Uh, they sure because in your writing quickly. contest, you want your judges to have no clue. How yeah, to write. so he he hands Cool Cat the award of excellence, which appears to be printed from the same printer that all the Cool Cat uh, campaign signs came from. Um, but he uh-huh. also brings them their drinks. And did you notice something interesting about the drinks that they're brought? They're Long Island iced teas. No, no, it, same it glasses the... <laughs> as Vivica A. Fox and Erica Estrada were using previously. Exactly. It's the. <laughs> I didn't notice that, but it seems pretty obvious in retrospect. As Vivica A. Fox and Eric Estrada were using before, right? Daddy Derek also brings out the check for one hundred dollars, yep. which I, I feel like maybe just a tad suspect because it's signed by Johnny Happyton. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and the check uh, of the New Hampshire House. For, <laughs> The prize for a contest that was both announced and won at Christmas time is dated July twenty first, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. So sadly, that's the actual check that the actor received as payment. Wow, hundred dollars! That's twice this movie. It budget. is not signed by Johnny Happington. Johnny Happington is printed on the signature line. <laughs> oh. It's a digital signature. Uh-huh. That's legal these sure. days. Uh, anyway, next up, the butt spanking kid from the previous scene uh, returns to apologize yes. for his terrible behavior. And oh, look, his hair his is hair. longish again, and he's grown taller <laughs> in the day or half a day that has. Yeah. But look, he... butt spanking makes your hair grow. This is medical fact. 
Oh, we, we learned, though. We get the payoff here. We learned that he did indeed get that whooping he, he did. Yeah. My mama whooped me good, and now I'm good. So I guess that's the lesson. Yep. Hit your kids. But... <laughs> no, no, no. They talk about their lessons immediately mm, after. They do. <laughs> they do. Cool Cat, in fact, also spends some time giving us his thoughts about cyberbullying. Okay. It, those are... <laughs> They're good thoughts, too. Those are, it's sort of confusing, but he kind of works his way around to ignore them just ignore them just forget just, just ignore, ig- them. Just about. ignore them if well, you don't know who sent it there's really not anything you can do sorry it's kind of hard because you don't know who sent well, them the, but... the internet is a cesspool kids yeah. and the the quicker you learn to deal with that the better you'll your life will be phil but you realize this is a group of people who were shocked to discover that somebody had put lies on the yeah, internet yeah. so there may be a little naivete at work. Anyway, here. Cool Cat and his friends turn to the camera and declare, "Hooray! Yay! We've solved everything." Uh, he he says, "On three, the kids look at Cool Cat's hand as if terrified to place their hands upon the giant mascot hands. Then they do. <laughs> well, they're afraid their hands will yeah. turn into campaign. He posters. fails to ca- count to three, and they just they just throw their hands up, and uh, that's it. It's over, and they turn to the camera, and it rapidly fades out because there's." Nothing left to, to say except rolling the credits of Cool Cat Saves the Kids, a Derek Savage film. So to sum up, he's Cool Cat. He loves you. Friends are great. Let's all be friends and have fun together. Yeah. My favorite part of what you just said is it's all over. <laughs> cool Cat. <laughs> Let's start it again. Rock and roll. Cool Cat likes to love and sing. Cool Cat yeah. likes to boogie boogie boo. Yeah. And this is the point where we discover that maybe we aren't getting that fourth song that we were promised. <laughs> Yeah, so we have uh, the rock song with the Van Halen guitar. We have uh, green uh-huh. screen room music video. We have Cool Cat. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool cat. cat. Which plays repeatedly. And what's the fourth? The Surf in the Web. I guess Surf in the Web. Surf in the Web. Yeah. I'm I'm surf in the Web. web. Mm, I don't think that counts. I mean, I looked through. Okay, first of all, I looked through the four songs listed in the credits, and there were four songs listed in the credits, and it was impossible to tell which song went with which. Yeah. Which title? Yeah, because they're all called but, the same thing, basically, which is Cool Cat. Cool Cat is cool. Cool Cat Boogie. Cool Cat loves to rock. And Cool Cat is my best friend. They're interchangeable. <laughs> yes, but each of those literally had the words Cool Cat loves to boogie or Cool Cat is a friend or something along those yeah. lines in it. Whereas you would think Surf and the Web would turn up in the title right. somewhere since that's all that he was talking about. But no, no. So one of those songs has gone AWOL and I, I want it back. Yeah. Do you? Maybe it was clipped out. Maybe it was like Yub Nub. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, I'm sure that's it. It's felt to be too childish. <laughs> yeah. There's... I don't understand who this movie is aimed at because, um, <laughs> you know, clearly teenagers will look at this movie and think, this is it, this is bullcrap. Yep. And, uh, and uh, people <laughs> under... sound like smart teenagers. People under the age of 10 are going to look at it and go, I don't know what this crazy <laughs> cat person is talking about. I, I my main problem with Cool Cat Saves the Kids is it, it it it's a movie that doesn't really understand who the hell is supposed to be supposed to be watching this movie. Yeah. Well the feeling I get is that Derek Savage is he's a simple man. <laughs> yeah. And by, by that I don't mean I, I mean I don't mean that he's a dumb guy. I have no idea whether he's smart or dumb. Uh, I have my idea. I have a general idea. I'm gonna go with dumb, but, but go on. What I, what I'm saying is I think he's he likes the simple pleasures in life. He lives in kind of a, a bubble. He just he enjoys you know uh, 
standing out in the backyard and waving his little scythes around and pretending to play his little Van Halen guitar. And I, I honestly think it just never occurred to him that kids are more sophisticated today than they were when he was growing up. And he's writing the concept that kids have absolutely no conception of what is good and bad. And he legitimately wanted to put together a little thing that uh, would make him a little money and also spread the messages about bullying. When do you think he grew up? <laughs> I, what does he look? He looks like he's in his early 50s, maybe? Well, I mean, with the groovies and the boogie boogies. Um, yeah. That Playgirl spread looks like it was late 70s or early 80s. <laughs> to be fair, every Playgirl spread looks like it's late 70s. <laughs> That's a good point. The aesthetic of the magazine. I, I, just, I guess the thing that fascinates me about it is, yeah, it, it looks like it's for kids, you know, younger kids who are going to be excited by the fact that there's a mascot and are going to benefit from sort of this almost ritual of acting out like, here's a bad thing that happened. Let's talk about what just happened. Here's what we need to do next. And now you see us do it. Um, and so I sort of get it. Although, again, they don't just they don't just act it out. They tell you that they're going to act it out and why they're acting it out. It's just it's it's strange because, you know, even a 50s educational film is not this. No. I actually make uh, educational videos for uh, autistic children as a part-time job. And the way that those videos are scripted is we uh, do a little narration to talk about what the video is going to be talking about. We do what the um, the bad version of it, like when somebody actually takes somebody's iPad or does something like that. And then what everyone's feeling. And then the right version. Hey, can I have your iPad? Sure. And they're surprisingly effective. This movie did none of that. It beat around the bush so much that you know they, they just do things without well, i mean they do explain them but it doesn't work i was about to say they do things without explaining them but they do explain them and that somehow makes it worse how do you screw that up well, Derek he's Savage? not he's not a filmmaker and he's not an educator and he's not a writer so he's somebody who wants to be you know the creator of the brand of cool cat and once and i think does want to help and and thinks this is a niche for him of of creating these educational films but um he doesn't seem to be equipped to do any parts of it and the beauty of this and why we we've been talking about it forever is that it is it is like from another universe it is unlike anything it's it, i mean it's like a home movie that is aspiring to be something greater um and it is it is greater than what's there because it's so bizarre. Well, it's not his only niche. Of course, he also wishes to write thrillers. Yes. Um, <laughs> Midnight Stripper. Midnight Stripper, the life and times <laughs> of a male dancer. We we can't get too into this, obviously, but I will encourage people to go to DerekSavage.com and read the first chapter of The, the Devil De President. The Devil President. In which <laughs> the president pays for his own lamp and... <laughs> Seems very relaxed, although very angry, about millions of people burning to death in China. Well, Cool Cat, what have we learned about... We've learned many things about... Absolutely that. nothing <laughs> no, we've we learned. Haven't. We haven't. Oh. We've, All right. We've, cool Cat. We've wasted our lives. There it is. This is our representative going in the rocket surgery vault for the decade we live in. Cool Cat saves the kids. He did save the kids, poor, that one kid, that one time. So yeah, he saved yeah. the one kid. There you go, the kid. bouncy ball. But you know, I think I think maybe Derek Savage has a problem with plurals because of you boneheads and also the yeah. kid thing. Cool cat loves you, yeah, and he'll tell you so repeatedly. All right, that's it. We're done with Cool Cat saves the kids on rocket surgery. Whoo, that was something. 
Um, thank you to my panelists. Monty Ashley, you bonehead. Guess what, Jason? <laughs> what? That was a Hollywood parade. Oh. A Hollywood parade. Brian Hamilton, stop in the name of anti-graffiti. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Philip Michaels, honey child. <laughs> I love being a bully. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Lutz, you're a fine looking kitty cat. I like to think so. Jason, in the immortal words of Derek Savage, look, the problem is over. <laughs> and to everybody out there for listening, thanks for sticking to the end of this. Hopefully, yeah. nobody no, will, come, you will emerge, emerge here at the end and stop us before we get to the end. So I say to you, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Wait. Go, cat! There he is!